I'm going to go back, back up a little bit and just doing one more closure on the I am's of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that you'd bless this word and allow us to be able to put the spotlight on your son. We ask this in his name. Amen. Okay, this is quiz time. One and one equals what? It is. Did you know that? Okay. Well, we are living in a society that is given over to the idea that your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth, and they call it truthiness. So whatever fits, that's truth. And so, in setting this up, we're looking at this. Well, it does say one plus one. Well, there's two ones on the other side of the equation here. So it's got to be 11. But in fact, the real truth is, it is two. <laughs> and so instead of saying one and one is 11, you say one plus one equals two. That's easy enough. We have a word here in my title, the implications of the gospel from the I am study. What's an implication? The dictionary says, implication is the conclusion that can be drawn from something although it is not explicitly or clearly stated. John the disciple of Jesus recorded some very powerful and startling statements of Jesus in his Gospel of John. Here's one. Let's just read it. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. That is the truth. That's a true statement. Second statement. He was in the beginning with God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Third, all things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Are you with me? Are you with the Apostle John? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then, fifth truth, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. That's John's opening statement of the Gospel of John. And so he carries this through, through the whole account of the Gospel. And so when we carry all this through, and we come out and understand who is Jesus Christ after we studied and we've looked at all this, we should have a good idea of who this person is, where he came from, what he was to those that were around him asking questions, and then finally, what his relationship was to Father God and his purpose in coming. That's the Gospel of John. 
And the statements are true statements. They are not theory nor conjecture. These are not a take it or leave it type of statements. It's emphatic. It speaks a truth. And it's something that we can put our lives on. We can really come to the place where we trust this one that was revealed to us in the Gospel of John. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And those are the references. Number two, I am the light of the world. And what we derive from that is, Jesus also said, you have become the sons of light. He not only speaks of himself, but he speaks of those who are believers in him. We are sons of light, sons and daughters of light. Do you think of yourself in that regard? Three and four, I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. What is the truth here for us? Jesus says to us, shepherd my sheep. Lead people to me. They're mine. Be a person that draws lost sheep to Jesus Christ. And then Jesus made these incredible statements. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Those are true statements about himself. And Jesus as the resurrection, the life, the way, the truth, the life, and the true vine. He says to us, you are the branches. Yes, for 30 years I was on earth, but now I vest this to you. You see, you show, you demonstrate who Jesus Christ is. Just as, like we talked a couple of weeks ago, I am the vine, you are the branches. And just as a branch has been grafted in to a vine, and it begins to grow, and that life flows out of the vine and out into the branches, and the fruit is clustered there in grapes, for instance. That is how close our relationship is in Jesus Christ. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, that is a bonded connection. And the only thing short of that vine saying, I'm tired of being a Christian. I'm just not going to follow Jesus anymore. Or short of somebody coming by and saying, you either reject Jesus Christ or we'll cut your head off. And that's happening often these days. But your life is still there in the witness of martyrs. And remember when we were in Revelation, there were all the martyrs that were gathered. It would be a privilege to be a martyr. But God has us here in Japan, a very needy, needy country, where we as believers are grafted in to the vine and his life is flowing through us so that we become fruit bearers by abiding in Christ and by bearing fruit like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. What are the implications? Ephesians 5, 6 to 10. Let no one deceive you with empty words. 
For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. What does that mean? That as witnesses, we are facing resistance. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes against the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, and now you are the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. And get this last phrase. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do you understand that statement? Sometimes we evangelists and pastors kind of make it sound so simple. All you do is just come and confess your sins and Jesus will come and wash your sins away and you'll become a Christian and you can just begin your Christian life. But this statement puts a little bit of a different slant on it. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. In other words, we don't hit it every time. But that is where our heart is. And as Christians, we should all be practicing Christians. You know what I mean by practice? Trying to learn to live as a Christian. How many find themselves in that position? But you've known the Lord for a long time. We're still practicing. We're still trying to learn what the Lord has for us. We're still humble servants. And until that day when we cross the line or cross the river or enter into the reward, we're still learning. We're still developing. I've been a Christian now for 68 years. That's a long time of practice. Well, I'm still learning, folks. And I trust that you are too. And don't give up learning what pleases the Lord. B, you are to shepherd my sheep. Let's look at John 21, 15 and 16. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? I don't know whether he's talking about his buddy disciples or the fish that they had just pulled into shore. Or maybe he was doing comparison that Peter was much better than they were. No. Peter said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my lambs. Tend them. What is another word in English that sounds like tend? T-E-N-D. Tender or tenderness or tenderly. That's how we're to treat those that are just coming to learn about Jesus Christ. And do you know how easy it is for us as mature Christians to offend these little ones? Very easy. And we need to be careful what we say, how we act, what we expect of them. Because having walked with the Lord for 70 plus years, I'm still blowing it 
in terms of really being patient with you, really being able to say, I understand, and I give you room to learn. And that's what we should be doing for one another as Christians. And he said to him again, to Peter, the second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, shepherd my sheep. The word pastor here in Japan, the idea of a pastor or a, a bokshi is very high. He's a professional. He knows all the right answers. And so to ever question a pastor is unthinkable here in Japan. And I, my heart really aches for my Japanese pastor friends because of the expectation that is upon them to perform. We get off easy, I get off easy as an English department pastor. Shibusawa-san is sitting in the back smiling. <laughs> he doesn't have the title of a pastor, but he does the work of a pastor. In a humble way, preaching and teaching in the Japanese department. And we thank the Lord for men like him that are involved with us here at MCC. We want to pray for the Japanese church. They are still without a pastor. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters. Can we do that right now? Father, I just pray for our brothers and sisters right upstairs. Dear, dear brothers and sisters, we ask that you'd have regard for them and you'd bring a couple, a pastoral couple to this congregation so that they may be able to thrive and really pull together in unity and in growth and amazing fruit. We thank you that you have given deacons like Shibusawa-san and Nao-san and Ace to this congregation to care for the sheep, to shepherd the sheep. Bless them and send help, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Shepherd my sheep. Very high calling an incredible calling. And as I've told you before, I never wanted to be a pastor. My dad was a pastor. I never wanted to be a pastor. And I'm not really a pastor. I'm just one of the guys, okay? But it has been a blessing. And particularly these last five years, did you know it's five years since you invited Katie and I here? Unbelievable, it's just gone by like that. It has been a privilege for us to be here. Thank you for your love, for putting up with us. And we'll see what we can do in the next few months to really uh, have made it well worth it to have us here. Now you are the light of the Lord. Walk as children of light. He said to him, to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. 
Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Be tender with them. Tend my lambs, shepherd my sheep, and tend my sheep. We already talked about this a week or so ago. You are the branches. And Ephesians 5 says, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. What are the implications? What's the understanding? You are, I am, and you are. You become the sons of light. You shepherd my sheep. You are the branches. We talked about the branches being part of the vine, but there's another branching that is very obvious in the Old Testament that uses the same word. The menorah. Do you know this instrument? We've talked about it. It's the lampstand that was in the holy place. This was made of one piece of gold. It was beaten into this structure of three tubes, actually, on each side that carried oil from the main vial here into them. And there was lights with wicks there, flames of fire, seven of them. Seven meaning perfection, the number of God. Six of them were representative of us. Six is the number for man. And we draw our life from the main stem, from Jesus Christ, even as in the branch grafted in to the vine, growing from it, but bringing life through our lives, not our life, but his life through ours out into fruit so that other people could enjoy and be part of the kingdom of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good, Scripture says. This is what he's called us to, to be lights. He's called us to walk with him as his followers, his sheep, and to be shepherds so that we are productive, not in the sense of a, a factory, cookie cutters. Nobody is a cookie cut pattern of a Christian. None of our lives are stamped. We're all unique. God made us unique. And our experiences in coming to Jesus Christ are unique. All of you have stories that you could tell of how you came to know Jesus Christ, don't you? That's your story. It's his story because it's his life and it's the oil that we feed off to be able to shine our light. God bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
And the Lord lift up his countenance, his, his joy, his presence with you so that you would experience his grace in your lives. The Lord lift up his countenance, his smile, his presence before you and around you and you would know his peace. God bless you. Amen.